Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education. Hosted by travel physical therapist duo, Whitney and Jared. We've been travelers since 2015 and have hacked our travel therapy careers to achieve financial independence and semi-retire in our 30s. We now travel all over the world with our financial and time freedom. If you're ready to use travel therapy to achieve your own financial freedom, join us each month on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and are ready to get started, contact us to get connected with travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. If you're ready to remove the guesswork and jumpstart your travel therapy career, let us teach you step-by-step everything you need to know to get started and be financially successful as a travel therapist by enrolling in our comprehensive travel therapy course titled Becoming a Financially Successful Travel Therapist. You can visit TravelTherapyMentor.com slash course and use the discount code TRAVEL to save $150 on our course. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash course, and the discount code is TRAVEL. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CUs online, as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our online CEUs. Use code TTM for the discount at MedBridge.com. Again, that's code TTM at MedBridge.com. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we're doing a job market update. Uh, it's been over three months since our last one. We did it um, in the summer. So we're gonna update you guys on how things have changed, um, some uh, job numbers, um, trends that have shown up over the last year or so, um, and then some insight going into next year, what things might look like for the travel therapy job market. Um, things have changed a little bit for the most part. Uh, the market's still good, but uh, it really depends on your discipline because some disciplines are doing really, really well in terms of numbers of jobs open, uh, pay rates, all that, and some disciplines are still struggling. Um, so we're gonna go through all that. Whitney's gonna introduce us. I'm gonna get this video shared in a few different groups. All right, hey everyone, for those that may not know us, we are Whitney and Jared Kazaza. We are both traveling physical therapists. We've been travel PTs since 2015. We both started right away when we were new grads, so we've been travelers for over eight years now. We currently do not work full-time anymore as travelers, though. We worked full-time back-to-back contracts for our first three years as travelers, um, at, what, at which point we transitioned to what we now call semi-retirement, where we only work a few months a year as physical therapists. We spend a lot of our time traveling for fun, both domestically and internationally. We also started our online business, um, Travel Therapy Mentor, where you are finding us now, whether you're finding us on Facebook, our podcast, our YouTube channel, um, a lot of you guys may follow us on Instagram or may have found our website on Google at TravelTherapyMentor.com. So we've been mentoring current and aspiring travelers for the last six years or so um, and have helped thousands of folks get started with travel therapy and learn about the industry. So we started doing these travel therapy job market updates actually before COVID. Back in 2019, we started them when we were starting to see some changes in the job market because of the PDPM and PDGM Medicare changes that affected staffing in lots of different therapy settings, um, particularly at that time, it was mostly skilled nursing and home health. And then once COVID hit in 2020, we started keeping up with the job market updates every month or so because there was a lot of change happening in the world as well as in the travel therapy industry. So these days we try to do them about once every three months or so, um, a few times a year, just to give you guys all the insights about what's happening in the travel therapy industry. This information is pertinent to both current travelers as well as those that are thinking about beginning a travel therapy career. We gather information and insights from a lot of different staffing companies, and that could be anything from the recruiter that we work with, the manager, the vice president, the owner of the company. So we get a broad range of perspectives from both large and small travel therapy staffing companies to be able to give you guys a good insight about what's happening. Um, and then we also share with you some of our wisdom and insights based on what we're hearing and what we're seeing and talking to other travelers. We get a lot of questions from current and aspiring travelers, so we hear a lot about 
pay packages they're seeing, jobs they're interviewing for, issues that they're encountering, and that sort of thing. So hopefully we can share a lot of wisdom with you tonight, um, regardless of which stage of your travel therapy journey that you're in. If you are watching live with us on Facebook, I see that uh, several of you have joined in live with us. We would love if you would just say hi real quick in the comments, let us know you're watching. Um, if you'd like, you can let us know if you are a current travel therapist, are you a PT, an OT, an SLP, a PTA, a CODA? Are you a student who's thinking about traveling? Are you a current clinician who's thinking about traveling? Let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, Nick. Hey, Brianna. Hey, Sydney. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Allie. Hi, Macy. Thank you guys for tuning in. Nick, hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in as always. We appreciate you. Also, if you are watching live or on the replay on Facebook, we'd love if you hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening on our podcast, we'd love if you would subscribe and leave us a review for future podcast folks to find us. Uh, same on YouTube. You can subscribe and like the video on YouTube. So Jared is just wrapping up here, sharing the video in a couple of Facebook groups so more people can join in with us live this evening. Um, while he is doing that, I'll give you guys a couple of announcements. So today is November 5th. We are actually gonna be doing a giveaway coming up on our Instagram page for National Allied Health Week. We did have a lot of giveaways last month for PT month. That was really exciting. So stay tuned tomorrow, Monday, November the 6th. We're gonna be doing another giveaway for Allied Health Week. And then we also have our end of year giveaways, which we advertise uh, periodically on our social media as well as on our email list. So some of you guys might already know about our end of year giveaways, but if you're new to our channel and are not familiar with our end of year giveaways, we give away prizes for people that have taken travel therapy contracts with our recruiters. So if you're someone who has received recommendations from us for the recruiters that we work with, like via our recruiter recommendation form or our hot jobs page, if you have taken a contract this year and already finished it, you can fill out that form. You're already eligible for the giveaway. We just need for you to fill out the entry form. And then once you fill out the entry form, let us know that you took the contract, give us your feedback, then you'll be entered to win. We're gonna give away, I think it's five, five $200. $200 gift cards. So $1,000 in total to five different therapists that took contracts. We'll also be giving away $100 to someone who leaves us a review. You can either leave us a review on our Facebook page or on Apple Podcasts. Those are the two primary platforms where we have the opportunity for reviews. Unfortunately, Spotify does allow a rating, but not a review. Um, so if you leave us a review on Apple or Facebook, you can just screenshot it and send us a message and let us know you left it and we'll get you entered to win that $100 gift card. Um, and then I think we have another one for our course group members. So if you're in our travel therapy course and you leave us a review for the course, you can also get entered to win $100 for leaving that review. So don't forget to enter those giveaways. It's hard to believe that you know we're less than two months away from the end of the year. Really hard to believe. Yeah, so all those giveaways will happen like around December 31st. So, all, all right. right, we have a few people that join in live. Hi, Muhammad. Hi, Allison. Hey, Lauren. Lauren says she's a current PT traveler. Hey, Armand. Hi, Steven. Steven is in our course. Hope you're doing well, Steven. Hey, Kaylee. Um, Kaylee is a student graduating soon, a student PT. So excited for you. Emily. Hi, Laura. Hi, Rosa. Sydney is a current travel PT. Hey, Sydney, good to hear from you. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hey, Joel. Hope all is well, Joel. Haven't heard from you in a little while. So if you guys have any questions as we go through, feel free to just type them in the comment box if you're watching live and we will answer them toward the end of the video. All right, so the first thing I wanna start with is some of the job numbers. Like I said, um, the market right now, it really depends on your discipline. Like um, PT market is extremely strong. I know a lot of people watching this are gonna be PTs. A lot of people that follow us are PTs. For PTs right now, it's still great. Um, it's not as great as it was probably last summer or um, a little bit before that when you know we we're seeing crisis rates really high pay packages but it's uh it's as as good as we can we can hope for honestly like it's better than it ever was um before 2020 so the market's still great for pts for ot for coda things never really rebounded um after 2020 it seems like the market for whatever reason pt really dropped off like ot did pt really ramped up and ot really never ramped up like that and we, we've been like waiting for this like lag effect to happen or you know for OT to catch up. And not only has it not caught up, but it seems to be declining even further. So depending on your discipline, if you're a PT, you have so many job options right now, it's kind of ridiculous. If you're an OT, the options are much more limited. If you're um, an SLP, things are about the same as they were. Um, they, they have been pretty steady for probably about two years now. 
And then um, if you're an assistant, if you're a CODA, this is a really tough time for CODAs. This is like one of the worst markets we've seen probably since the beginning of 2020. And uh, PTAs, the market's fairly steady. So it really depends on your discipline right now. We've been saying for the last like year, like, oh, the market's great, the market's great. A lot of the reason we've been saying that is because for PTs, it has been amazing. And we're PTs, a lot of our followers are PTs. But if you're an OT, the market doesn't feel great to you right now. And if you're a CODA, it really doesn't feel great to you right now. So we don't want to just say the market's great for everybody because it really isn't. Yeah. So we want to give you some more detailed information. We ask sort of a set standard of questions to all the different companies and get their different feedback. Now, keep in mind, all these companies are very different. Some of these might be massive corporations that have thousands of jobs. Some of these are very small mom and pop companies, might only be one main recruiter at that company, maybe five employees or less. So of course their answers are gonna be different. Um, and that's really good because that gives us a big, broad perspective. Also, some of the companies focus on different things. So we have like, for example, one company that works with a lot of PTs and they have a lot of direct clients that are outpatient facilities. So a lot of their answers are more outpatient physical therapy driven, while we work with another company where they work with a lot of schools and they work with a lot of SLPs. So they have a lot of information about the school business as far as taking contracts with school systems. So we'll try to give you a broad perspective and hopefully some of this information will be helpful. So one of the things that we ask are, what are the current number of jobs that you have open for each discipline right now? So this is very important. If you're a physical therapist and you go to work with one of these recruiters, they might say to you, well, we have you know, 300 jobs in the whole country right now for travel PT. And you know, then you can narrow it down from there depending on the state or depending on the setting that you're interested in. However, if you're a CODA, they might say, we only have 50 jobs in the whole country for travel CODAs right now. So that's important to know just to kind of get an idea of what the job market is like, right? So we got a big wide um, range of numbers from each company for each discipline. And then we took the highest and the lowest to give you um, an overall range. Yep. And the range is very big. Um, for the most part, most of the companies are sort of in the middle uh, or maybe a little bit on the higher end. Some of the lower numbers are really small companies. Mm -hmm. um, but so for right now, November 2023, for PT, the range is somewhere between 350 and 800 open jobs in the country. For OT, somewhere between 100 and 300 open jobs. SLP, 100 to 200 for most companies. Some that really focus on schools have four to 500, um, but you know, not everyone wants to be in school, so um, a lot of the companies are between one and 200. Um, PTA, 90 to 170, and CODA, uh, 10 to 65. So you really see that drop off when you get to the assistants, um, especially CODA 10 to 65. Um, there's some companies that only have 10 jobs in the whole country for CODA right now. So if you're working with one of those companies, I mean, you're gonna have a hard time finding a, a job. There's a lot of competition. And so if you're newer to the job market, these numbers might not mean much to you. So we like to compare it to what it looked like, say earlier this year, last year, and so forth and so on. So comparing to our last job market update, which was in July, so this summer, the numbers were roughly the same. They might have decreased just slightly, and we have some reasoning for that. We think maybe with the holidays coming up and that sort of thing, but for the most part, they're about the same as they were in our July update and our April update. So they're, they're roughly the same. So right now, we, we mentioned PTs anywhere between 350 and 800. In July, it was about 400 to 900, so right there in that same range. Occupational therapists, it's between 100 and 300 jobs right now. In July, it was between about 100 and 400, so just a slightly lower drop off there on the high end. And that's been, I mean, it's been <clears throat> gradually it's either staying the same or dropping a little bit every time we've done one of these updates for OTs. Yep. SLP, it was between about 100 and 300. Now it's between about 100 and 200. So just a small drop off there on the SLP side. Um, the company that had a lot of schools back in July, when they were looking for school um, employees to start for you know the beginning of the school year, they had about 1,000 school jobs, well, they filled most of those for the full school year. And so now they're seeing upwards of 500 school jobs. And these are going to be mostly for just like second semester starts. Um, our PTA is almost exactly the same as it was in July. In July, it was 75 to 185. And now it's 90 to 170. So about the same. And CODA is about the same, but it's gone down just slightly. So in July, it was 20 to 75 jobs. Now it's 10 to 65 jobs. Yeah. So and reach. sometimes these numbers don't tell the whole story because when we ask recruiters and companies for their feedback, um, they it really depends on I guess recency mm -hmm. and and sometimes they what they what they're perceiving is changing faster than the numbers are because 
a lot of them perceive a slowdown more in the Dakota and the OT market recently. Um, and they're still saying PT is great, whereas it's not as reflected in the numbers. Um, but that might be an indicator of what's to come because, you know, they're placing people right now. Jobs are getting filled right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's more accurate, more up to date than the numbers that were, you know, from the last month or so. Now, if we want to compare those numbers to what was it like last year? So last year, it was about the same. It's, it's really about the same as it was last year. The feedback that we got from all the, th all the recruiters was that the market has been pretty steady over the last two years. The only difference is last year, at some point in the middle of the year, there was a time, I'd say like the, in the spring, like toward the beginning to the middle of the year, there was a time where there were over a thousand um, even maybe up to 1,500 PT job openings. And now that's kind of leveled back off more into like the 500 to 800 range. Um, but for the most part, back in April of 2022, OT was about the same 150 to 300, SLP 200 to 800, PTA 100 to 150, CODA 30 to 50. So it's been roughly the same for the last year or so. Um, PT has kind of leveled back out and OT's come down just a little bit. And then if you wanted to think about what life was like before COVID, um, back then before we really did job market updates, the recruiters tell us that on a good day, you would see four to 500 PT jobs. So it's actually much stronger of a market for PT right now, seeing upwards of 800. And these numbers are open jobs, not just like new jobs. So these are jobs that maybe have been open for three weeks or four weeks. Um, how many are open at this point? Right. Back then, they were saying they would see maybe 300 or 400 OT jobs. So we are seeing a little bit lower on the OT jobs from pre-COVID. SLP would be about the same as PT, so maybe a little bit lower on the SLP jobs. And PT and CODA would be around 100. So PT, I'm sorry, PTA and CODA. PTA is about the same as what it was, but CODA is down yeah. from pre-COVID. For sure. So we have some theories. We don't really have a great answer. None of the recruiters really had a great answer for us on why they think OT is down more than PT. But from our perspective, one thing that we think is that we've seen a huge increase in the outpatient physical therapy market compared to what it used to be. There's hundreds of jobs open and outpatient and being outpatient physical therapists ourselves, we never saw that before COVID. You yeah. could hardly ever find an outpatient job. I mean, I mean, you could find them, but they were a lot less. Yeah, I think, I think outpatient really explains a lot of what's going on with the divergence between PT and the rest of the disciplines because, you know, SLPs, OTs are not an outpatient as much as PTs are. And we really have seen an explosion in outpatient PT jobs. And like Whitney said, we're very sensitive to that because we know what the market was like when we were traveling 2015 to 2018, constantly looking for outpatient jobs. There weren't that many options. Now there are, you know, two or 300 open jobs for, um, for outpatients sometimes for PTs and it was never like that before. So I think the numbers being higher for PT now, I think it's very, probably a significant amount of it is related to all these new outpatient openings. And you know, that's probably deconditioning from illness in 2020, 2021, things like that, that people are coming to outpatient now for. Um, but we've really seen an explosion, not only in travel jobs, but also just permanent job openings for outpatient, new clinics opening. We see that in our area, and uh, I think that's how it is around the country. Well, and some of that too we've talked about in the past is that some people left the um, field during COVID. You know, some people stopped being physical therapists and decided to pursue other career options. But I don't know if that explains it all because I think that, that happened with all disciplines. I think some people left occupational therapy, some people left speech therapy, some people left nursing. Yeah. Um, all of healthcare kind of saw some people diverge and go into other fields and get out of healthcare because of burnout. So I don't know exactly what's the difference. And the other thing that I have thought of before is, and this is clearly, this is just a hypothesis, I have no idea. Maybe there's not as many out, um, occupational therapists travel jobs because maybe more occupational therapists are choosing to be in permanent jobs and those jobs are steady and they're filled and they don't need travelers as much. Whereas maybe more PTs are jumping ship and vacating these permanent jobs, leaving them open and available to travelers. I don't know. I don't know if that could explain it, but that could be part of it. Cause we definitely know more PT travelers than we do OT travelers. Way more. Um, and when we go to PT conferences versus OT conferences, we get a lot more interest from physical therapists than we do occupational therapists. So I don't know if maybe just, maybe they're just well staffed and that's why they don't need travelers. I'm not sure. Um, so if anybody does have any insights, like if you are an occupational therapist and you have any hypotheses about why you think there might be less 
OT travel jobs, we would love to hear it. Or um, why OTs in general don't seem to want to travel as much as PTs. And we used to not think that was the case, but now that we've been to we've been to the National PT Conference many times, we've gone to the OT National Conference, and there's a major difference in the interest level for travel at the PT Conference versus OT Conference. Yeah, and we talk to a lot of our recruiters and they say they tend to have a lot more PT travelers than OT travelers. We know a lot more PT travelers than OT travelers, so I don't know. We'd love to hear some feedback if anybody has any insights, but for whatever reason, there's not as much demand for OT travelers at the moment. Still very strong demand for PT and pretty steady for SLP and for PTAs, but a very, very low demand, unfortunately, for traveling um, occupational therapist assistants yep. at the moment. If you guys have any questions or comments um, about anything we're talking about or anything travel related, leave those in the comments. We'll get to them at the end. I saw we already had some comments. We'll, we'll cover those at the end. Yep, and if you are learning anything, if you are enjoying this video, we would love if you would hit the thumbs up button if you are watching on Facebook. Okay, so we asked some more detailed questions just to see if we can glean some any um, more specific information about the job market. So we asked, how has the job market been in general this year for the first three quarters of the year? And most of the companies were saying that it's been pretty steady, no major fluctuations, which is also what we've seen, um, which is nice because things were so crazy for the last three years, really ups and downs and crisis contracts and low paying jobs and really high paying jobs. And um, I don't think that real major fluctuation is really good for anybody because it brings people into the market, chasing these high paying jobs, drives down um, pay packages and then people leave the market. It's better to just have it more stable. So that's what a lot of companies are saying. There's still, a lot of companies are at their all time highs with numbers of uh, travelers on placement right now, uh, which is great for them. It's good for the market in general. There's still a lot of open jobs. Um, and really the bottleneck seems to be the number of travelers available more than it is the number of jobs available, which that wasn't really the case back years past. It, it used to be that, you know, it was kind of tough to find jobs. Now it's kind of tough to find travelers to fill the travel jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So overall they said that this year has been really steady, which is a good thing. Um, like Jared said, it's a good thing for the travelers. It's a good thing for the uh, facilities. It's a good thing for the patients, right? If there's not too much flux and people jumping ship to go to travel, you know, it's going to happen here and there, but it's, it's just pretty steady overall. Um, so it's, a, it's still overall a very good time to be a travel therapist. It just kind of depends, again, on your discipline, how good, but um, still pretty steady overall. Um, so one thing we asked about is how Q4 is going for the company so far, you know, so starting October, how's the market been? Um, something that some of the companies mentioned is that they seem to be getting less submissions from travelers. And it seems like a lot of travelers are kind of like waiting out Q4, which we kind of see that sometimes um, anyway, that's kind of been the case where people kind of want to take the last couple of months of the year off and then start in January. Um, so that's not a major surprise. But that's what they're also hypothesizing is we're getting less submissions, less now or uh, less travelers interested. We've also seen that like we're not getting as many questions as we did at the beginning of the year. We're not getting as many people filling out our forms as we did at the beginning of the year. And I think a lot of that has to do with people around the holidays. They, they kind of want to take time off anyway and start fresh at the beginning of the year. Um, so mostly that's probably that that's what explains that. Yeah. So we'll have, we have a little bit more to say about that here in a minute. Um, regarding like what to expect for the end of the year, for the holidays, for January, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. So the next thing we asked them is um, how does the job market compare to pre-COVID, which we would consider like 2019 and before. And most of them said overall, it's a better job market to be a travel therapist right now in terms of job availability and open orders and rates as well are a bit better than they were pre-COVID for the most part. Again, this is the travel therapy market as a whole which is mainly being pulled by PT. Yeah. So you're not, you're not gonna feel that if you're an OT or you're a CODA or even a PTA. It, it might not feel as good as it did before COVID, but um, PT is kind of dragging the whole market and the companies feel that in general, the market's better. Yeah, because they say that year over year, their business has grown as a whole, yeah. meaning they have more travel therapists working for them on assignment. And again, that could be skewed by having more physical therapists working for them on assignment, yeah. but they say that business is great and they are seeing a very strong trend in terms of job availability and rates are definitely higher than they were pre-COVID. So for the most part, that's good, but they definitely said that OT and CODA is a little bit down right now. Yeah, and that can be frustrating if you're in a discipline that does have fewer jobs. And I remember back in 2020, when some of the companies were saying the market was good, because they were making a ton of money from respiratory therapists and from nurses and 
but we did not feel like the market was good at all. It was a terrible market. There was no open jobs for PT, OT, and SLP, but the companies were like, no, this is great. We're, you know, we're doing really well. So depending on what your discipline is, you can have a vastly different experience of um, what the job market is. Absolutely. Um, the other thing they said about this job market right now compared to pre-COVID, um, and we kind of alluded to this already, is that they see a bigger variety in settings of openings for travel therapists. It used to be that the market was very heavy on skilled nursing jobs. And we are going to talk more specifically about which settings they're seeing the most openings in. SNF is still very popular, very common. You're going to always see a lot of SNF openings. But now they see a lot more variety. They see a lot more outpatient jobs. They see a lot more inpatient rehab jobs. They see a lot more different settings than just your typical SNFs and home healths. Yeah. So that's a good um, thing. We actually met up with a traveler today, a new traveler um, that's working in our area. and. He said something that was very interesting. He was saying that, you know, he's working his first contract and it's skilled nursing. And he doesn't like it that much. And he was saying, you know, it kind of stinks that a lot of skilled nursings aren't great because that's where most of the jobs are. And it was interesting to hear that because, you know, we, we've been like in the weeds of the job market for years now. And we know that, yes, SNF is still the, the top setting for sure. But there's so much more variety now than there used to be. Four years ago, it was a lot of sniff jobs. Now, if you want to work outpatient, you can definitely find outpatient. If you want to work home health, you can definitely find home health. And there's even a decent number of acute care jobs and, and things like that. So there's way more variety, which I do think it's, it's good for the market compared to just half or three-fourths of the jobs being skilled nursing. Yeah. All right. So overall, steady market right now. Things are pretty good. Um, but let's talk about what the end of the year and the beginning of the year might bring. So as we talked about, almost all the recruiters are saying that they're seeing a slowdown in therapists wanting to submit for jobs right now because maybe they're already locked into a job or they're just riding out this job that's going to end sometime in the next month or so and then they're planning on taking the last few weeks of the year off and they're hesitant to go ahead and interview or book into any positions for December starts. And we get that because a lot of people just think like, let me just take a couple weeks off at the end of the year, go home, see family, I'll start anew on January 2nd or 3rd or whatever the first um, work day of the year is. Now, some of you guys watching this are probably thinking, oh yeah, that's the same situation I'm in. Either as a current traveler therapist, that's what a lot of current travelers do, or permanent therapists or new grads think, let me just finish out whatever I'm doing the rest of this year, whether that's like finish out my permanent job or just chill for a little while because I just finished boards and I'm just going to hang out at home for a few months. And then, yep, January 2nd sounds like a great time to start. Yeah. And it, it can be. We don't want to like deter you and say you can't do that. But what you have to remember is a lot of people are thinking the same thing. And this happens almost every January. Last year wasn't as bad because the market was really strong. But almost every January, there's this like slow period, November, December, not as many people are taking contracts. And then bam, everybody wants to take contracts in January. What that means is there's a lot of competition for those jobs. And that can mean that it can be hard to, to get placed in a job. You might get submitted for 10 jobs and not get that many interviews, or if you get interviewed, they might have a bunch of candidates. So if you are someone that's thinking about doing that, just be mindful. It's going to be harder at the beginning of the year, um, especially if you're CODA, PT, um, OT. It's going to be a little PTA. harder. What did I say? PT. PT, yeah. PTA, CODA, OT. It's going to be a little bit harder because those jobs are going to be more competitive at the beginning of the year, if at all possible it's really good to take a job in November or December and ride out that January period. I know that's not feasible for some people. They need to be home from the holidays. Uh, you have other obligations. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Or if you can just finish in December and wait a month, you know, if you're in that situation where you want to take some time off anyway, it'll be a lot easier market going into the end of January, beginning of February when people have already taken those contracts. Yeah. So all, many of the recruiters said this and we've heard it every year. It's like if you have any flexibility in your schedule to go ahead and start a job in November or December that is going to carry you through January, it's a great idea, especially if you are one of those disciplines like occupational therapists, occupational therapist assistants or physical therapist assistants where your job market's not quite as strong, you're going to beat out a lot of the competition for jobs if you can be a little bit flexible and start early. And it's a great idea if you can even just go ahead and interview for some of those jobs. And then if you really, really need like the actual holiday off, you could just see if they might be flexible to work that in because they might be a lot more willing to bring you on if you could work, you know, most of November and, and or most of December, but you needed two, three days off there just for the actual holiday itself. They might be like, yeah, we'd love to get you in here. Like we need some coverage during this time. We're just really struggling. 
and then you're going to beat out the candidates that are waiting until January 2nd to start. Yep. So that's a good strategy to use to at least take the interview and consider it instead of being like, oh, I'm going to take this cushy two-week break off in December, you know, at least interview and then see if they could work around it a little bit to give you a few days off or a week off or whatever you might need. They might say no because they might say, well, we already have our permanent staff taking off then, so we really need somebody that can work the holiday. But the worst they can do is say no, and then you're like, that's okay, that's fine, I'll just look for the next job. But if you have any flexibility, definitely consider it. Um, it could be a good strategy. The, yeah. the other thing that we are hearing which is good news, is a couple of the, uh, the recruiters were saying that they do have some clients that are already interviewing in advance for January starts, which that's great to hear because this is actually kind of early to be interviewing for a January start. So if you're somebody who's thinking, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and then reach out to a recruiter January 2nd, don't do it that way. You want to go ahead and start talking to the recruiters now because they could potentially have a job for you that would interview you now for a January start. Yeah, and if you can interview for those jobs now and get in there, um, now it's good because in four weeks, everyone's gonna be looking for those beginning of the year start dates. Yeah. Um, so one other thing to add to that is when we traveled, everyone's situation is different, but for us, we always thought around the holidays was a great time to take a contract within a couple hours of home because then we could work those holiday days, but we could still like take the weekend before, weekend after, um, come home to see family for the holidays, and so we kind of tried to be around the area for the holidays, but still on contract. If you can make that work, I think that's a really great way to go. Um, but we definitely understand situations where people just don't want to work during the holidays or it's not feasible to work near home or, or whatever. Yeah, so. and, and when we say near home, we've done it where we were just like one and a half to three hours away from home to where, like Jared said, like it wasn't that big of a deal to come home for the weekend of the holiday. Um, you know, but you're still far enough away that it's going to be a travel contract that you're going to go live there. You're going to duplicate expenses and all that. But, you know, obviously Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. So if you maybe you can't get the actual Thanksgiving day off, but maybe you can get the Friday off and maybe you go home Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that sort of thing. Or maybe your facility is actually closed on Thursday, Friday, and you'd be close enough to drive home. Um, and then obviously Christmas this year, it's super beneficial because Christmas Eve is a Sunday and Christmas is a Monday. So again, you could kind of work that weekend to your advantage. Same thing with New Year's. New Year's is on a Sunday. New Year's Day is on a Monday. So we are lined up really well for you to try to work in just a long weekend without having to take off a whole week or a whole two weeks yep. in order to accommodate um, travel contracts. So there could be some really good options there. So we highly recommend you just go ahead and start talking to your recruiters about that now. If you're someone who is brand new to travel therapy, you don't have a recruiter yet, um, you can comment recruiter on this video and we will get you in touch with some of our recruiters. You can also just go directly to our website at traveltherapymentor.com and click on the menu and click recruiter recommendations and we can go ahead and get you connected now with a recruiter who can help you with your job search for December or January or whenever you're getting ready to look. But we definitely recommend you just go ahead and get the ball rolling now yep. with the recruiters. Yep, don't wait until everyone's looking. Yep. Okay, so that's a little bit about end of year, beginning of the year. Make sure we covered all that. Okay, so then we asked them, um, what's the job market looking like for next year? What do you foresee for next year? And this is really important when us as therapists are making decisions about our careers because some of you might be getting into travel therapy for the first time and you want to know if it's going to be a sustainable choice. You know, if you commit to leaving a permanent job or jumping into travel therapy and setting up your housing and doing all that, are, is it going to be good beyond one contract, right? Yeah, so pretty much every company said that they expect the market to stay pretty steady like it was in 2020 going into 2024 for the foreseeable future. And um, we think that's really great. Um, I was very pessimistic on the market. We made video about it probably a year, almost a year and a half ago, where I was thinking the market was going to slow down with inflation and things like that. That has not been the case. The market's been very steady. I was definitely wrong about that. And going into 2024, it does not look like any signs of slowing down. seems like things are going to stay pretty steady. Bill rates are going to stay fairly level. Um, pay rates are going to be pretty good. So um, if, if you're thinking about getting into travel, especially if you're a PT, now is a great time. It's, it's been great and it's going to continue to be great as far, unless anything crazy happens. You, you can never predict everything, but it's looking pretty good. Yeah, and literally like the craziest things that have ever happened in our eight years of being in this industry, in 2019, 2020, they had the PDPM and PDGM Medicare changes. 
and that affected the way that the billing practices worked in um, skilled nursing and home health. And there was a slight change in the job availability because the staffing, um, the managers were making decisions about staffing based on how they were going to be getting paid for Medicare. So they were like, oh no, if Medicare is going to pay us this other way, well maybe we don't need quite as many staff members because now we're going to be focusing our billing in such a way. So we did see a slight dip because of a Medicare change. Well, they were also scared that they didn't know what reimbursement was going to be like. So they wanted to err on the side of keeping less staff in case they started getting reimbursed by less. Right. So something like that are the types of things that we kind of keep an eye out for. Like, are there any big Medicare changes coming that could affect the staffing needs at these places? So far, we haven't really heard anything on the horizon about that. Yeah. So hopefully we're good there. The second thing that obviously blew up our whole worlds was COVID. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, everyone that we talked to doesn't think it would ever happen that way again because it was just such an unprecedented event that everybody panicked and they, they laid off all their staff and they were like, oh, well, we don't have any patients. We don't need any therapists. We don't need anybody. Like we can't afford to keep these people on staff. So everybody got fired. Yeah. They don't anticipate any kind of freak out like that if there were ever any COVID fluctuations, new strains of the virus, anything like that because now we kind of like have a better control over it, better understanding of it, realize that we don't have to shut everything down, don't have to fire all of our staff, right? Um, so hopefully nothing crazy like that's going to happen, but you never know. Stay tuned. But for the most part, they're all saying great market going into 2024. They're still seeing a lot of demand for therapists because there are still lots of facilities out there that are having trouble maintaining permanent staff, whether that's because they're more rural, because they've had people quitting, had people leaving, um, the healthcare field, there's still a big demand for traveling therapists to go and fill in in the 50 states. Yep. So the next thing we asked about was what settings they currently have the highest demand for the various disciplines. Um, for PT, the highest demand is outpatient skilled nursing. So those two settings have the majority of the jobs. Um, OT, skilled nursing, SLPs, schools, and that's it's fairly consistent. Um, really the only change there from like really like the last eight years is that outpatient is a much higher demand for PT. Um, skilled nursing for PT and OT have always been pretty strong and SLP schools have always been pretty strong. Yeah. Um, but in general, skilled nursing, home health, outpatient, a lot of jobs in those settings and then acute care also a decent number of jobs as well. Yeah, um, and one of our companies that we work with felt that they were having a steady stream of skilled nursing and hospital jobs because they felt like those were the two settings where the employer could consistently keep a traveler on, had the budget for it, they were bigger companies, whereas that particular company said that like some of their home health clients were more reluctant to maybe bring on a full-time traveler, maybe some of their outpatient clients were more reluctant to pay the bill rate that needs to be paid for an, um, an outpatient physical therapist or a travel physical therapist. Um, but that was just one company that kind of felt that way. I would say for the most part, there's still a good number of home health and outpatient jobs though. Yep. Um, oh, the other thing too, oh wait, we'll talk about that when we talk about pay. Okay. Yeah. Rates. Okay. So in terms of the pay packages, we, feel like the rates right now are steady. And every recruiter and every company owner we talk to are like, oh, it's kind of evened out, it's leveled out, it's back to more normal levels, but still a little bit higher, especially for PT than pre-COVID. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of you guys, if you started traveling in 21 or 22, you feel like job rates, um, the rates are coming down and you're like, what happened to all that high cushy pay I was getting before? Um, and I, we understand that perspective because there was a brief time there, especially for PT, where the rates skyrocketed. There were these crisis rates, kind of like the nurses were seeing some of those crisis rates. And we were seeing PT jobs up, upwards of like 3,000 net per week. And that was previously unheard of. Yeah. It really depends on when you started traveling because we look at the job market right now and we're like, wow, I cannot believe how many jobs are open. Anywhere we'd want to go, there's so many jobs open. It would have been so easy to travel right now. That's what we look at and think. And then also the pay rates are 25, 30, 35% higher than what we used to make in 2016, 2017. Um, whereas, yeah, if you started in 2021 when there was crisis rates or the beginning of 2022, you might think, oh, the market's not great right now. So it really depends on when you started and what your, um, what your perspective is on it. Um, but yes, for PTs, definitely the market is still great, uh, way better than it used to be. Pay rates are definitely higher than they used to be. And that's a good thing because, I mean, inflation has been pretty crazy the last few years and, and rent prices are certainly up. Food prices are definitely up. So 
it's good that pay rates are, are higher and I think they'll probably stay around this level, probably not drop down to where they were before 2020. Yeah, so if you're not that familiar with travel therapy pay, we'll just give you a brief overview. Um, when we talk about travel therapy pay, typically you're gonna discuss it in terms of your weekly take-home pay, which is your weekly entire pay package after taxes. So to give you an example, when we were taking full-time back-to-back contracts in the beginning of our travel therapy career between 2015 and 2018, we were typically making as physical therapists $1,500 to $1,800 per week after taxes. And it was very rare at that time to see any pay packages for PT, OT, or speech that were more than $2,000 a week after taxes. Yeah, those were like probably 2% of jobs were above that mm -hmm. and almost every one of them was in California. Yep, so that was a very rare thing. Nowadays, it's actually really common to see these 2,000 plus per week pay packages, especially for PT and in some cases for OT and SLP as well. Um, however, we would say the average is still kind of down here in like the 1700 to 1900 range is going to be the more typical pay package like in the Midwest or the East Coast for PT, OT, and speech. You will still see some of those 1500, 1600 jobs, but the, the average has definitely shifted a bit higher than what it used to be. So in our opinion, it's still a lot higher than it was pre-COVID, but no, it's not all 2500 plus per week like we saw for a short period of time there, yeah. which is a bummer. I know it was like really fun for a lot of PTs for a little while that were making close to 3,000 a week net, but that was not sustainable, unfortunately. Uh, another thing to mention here is those numbers might seem low to you. And the reason they probably seem low is because if you look on job boards, even on our job list, a lot of the pay packages are way higher than what Whitney said, like 17 to 1900. The reason for that is job, job boards and the jobs that, that travelers are looking for are mainly the high end of the jobs, right? So the average really is in probably the $18 to $1,900 range, but the jobs that a lot of travelers are looking at are those high paying jobs. So it kind of skews what you think is out there because we still see, we don't put them on our list, but we still see jobs in the $1,500 range and uh, we just don't include those. And a lot of job lists don't include those. So those jobs are still out there. They're just, uh, they're not as prevalent as they used to be. And uh, the really high-end jobs have definitely come down as well. Yeah, um, so I mentioned we're gonna go back and we're gonna look at all the comments and the questions toward the end, but I did just happen to see that Allie commented while we were discussing pay rates, and she said, I don't understand why OT acute care pays less than PT acute care. And this was actually the next thing we were gonna talk about. A lot of this has to do with supply and demand. Yeah. Now, there's definitely other factors, but you have to take into account the competition for the jobs. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Reimbursement-wise, it should be exactly the same. PT, OT, they get reimbursed the same. We're using but, even a lot of the same CBT codes. Yes. We're both billing for therapeutic exercise, therapeutic activity, those types of things. The difference is that if, if a hospital advertises a PT job at $1,600 a week, they won't get any submissions because there are jobs out there paying 23, 2400 that people are gonna to submit to. Whereas an OT might apply for that job at 1600 because there's not as many high paying jobs or as many jobs out there. So it really just has to do with the fact that there are more open PT jobs paying higher in other settings. So they have to advertise at a higher rate to attract people. Um, so it's not great. It definitely uh, is in an ideal world. That's not how it would be, but supply and demand does play a big factor in the travel market. Yep. Um, the other thing here, so we talked about a little bit of like what the range might look like for PT, OT, and speech. Now for PTA and CODA, that range is obviously on the lower end. Um, you know, you're not doing your evaluations, you're, you're not billing as high of codes there, um, those sorts of things. Obviously we know for permanent jobs, PTAs and CODAs make less than PTs and OTs. So our range is gonna be a little bit lower. It used to be that some travel PTA and CODA jobs may pay anywhere as low as 800 a week after taxes to about like 1300 a week after taxes. We did see a shift up um, where they were actually meeting and overlapping the lower end of the PT and the OT range. So there was a time there where we were seeing some PTA and CODA jobs upwards of 1500, 1600 a week net, which I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. But we are seeing this kind of come back down. And again, there's a lot of supply and demand here that we need to take into account. So for PTAs and CODAs, you might be looking closer to like a thousand a week net. Thousand, there are definitely some jobs. We have some on our list that are paying above 1400 still. So there are some high paying jobs out there, but what you have to remember is those are the outliers. Um, most jobs are gonna be in the um, 1000 to 1200 range. You're not gonna see a ton above 1400. Um, if you have a lot of experience, if you're very competitive, then you can probably get some of those high paying jobs, but you do have to be willing to, you know, kind of go anywhere the job is open. You need to have a lot of licenses. You need to be pretty flexible. Yeah. 
Um, just a little bit more about some of the rates that they're seeing right now. There is a big push right now to get SLPs in person in the schools. For a, a little while there, they were doing more teletherapy and they were offering that more, but we're hearing that that's getting less and less. Now they're really wanting the SLPs back in person in the schools, so they are willing to offer a little bit higher pay to try to get those SLPs back in the school. So if you are an SLP who is willing to do school therapy, you may have a little bit of negotiating power there because that's really a big push for them right now is to have them back in the schools. Um, let's see here. And then another piece that we heard from one of our uh, recruiters, she has some outpatient physical therapy clients in California that are so desperate for outpatient physical therapists that they are offering completion bonuses by the facility. So this isn't through the travel company. The facility is like, we need them here. We need them here so desperately. We'll pay X amount per week. And then if they do stay the full three months, we will also give them this completion bonus. Yeah, they're trying to entice people in with that. And some sometimes that works. Um, yeah, and there's some people that prefer a, a big bonus at the end versus you know that money being split out through the contract. But really, it's a way to differentiate them in a sea of jobs. You know, if there's 400 open outpatient jobs, how are you going to differentiate yourself? Having a completion bonus is a way to do that. Um, if you're if you've read our most recent article about bonuses, that can seem weird because in that article I talk about how um, bonuses are not really a good thing because then you're just taking this money and putting it at the end instead of it spread throughout the contract. But what I'm talking about there is bonuses through the travel company. So sometimes the travel company would be like, oh, we'll pay you for um, student loan repayment after you work a year with us and we'll give you this flat $2,500 at the end. Well, that's not great because if you don't work the full two years, you don't get any of that money. Whereas if it was spread out throughout your contracts, you would. These bonuses that are offered by the facilities are different though because it's not like the travel company is keeping a little bit of the money to give it to you later. It's just extra money the facility is paying um, on top of the regular weekly rate. So a bonus offered by a facility is a little different than a bonus offered by the travel company, which I think I, I talked you about did, a little yeah. bit in the article too. But I, I can also see it the other way because it's kind of like, well, if the facility has it to give it to you later, then why can't they give it to you now? And so if you yeah. really wanted to play hardball with them, you could try to negotiate instead of like giving me $2,500 at the end, could you break it up into a weekly amount and give me a little bit more each week? But of course they are also trying to just entice you to stay the full time. Yes. So they may or may not agree to that, but who knows? If you are a physical therapist who is applying for one of these outpatient jobs and you're in high demand, you have the negotiating power. Exactly. It what always, we've learned it doesn't hurt to ask. is if someone is de desperate enough, they will, they will take whatever they can get. So if it's a situation where you do want to take one of those jobs and you don't want to take the risk of getting this bonus at the end, I would bet that if they don't have other applicants, they would be willing to negotiate just paying you a higher weekly amount, taking that bonus at the end and splitting it into your weekly pay, which is probably better for you anyway. Yep. All right, um, so a couple more things here that we asked about. So we also asked the recruiters if they are seeing many cancellations because this helps us to know if it's a steady and safe time to be a travel therapist. Like, am I gonna have good job security? And fortunately, they said they've been seeing very few cancellations. Everything is very secure and steady right now. There's obviously always a chance that you could get canceled, but they haven't been seeing it a lot across the board. Yep. All right, next we asked them about new grads because we know we have a lot of our audience that are new grads that are thinking about starting travel therapy. We started as new grads. Are new grads having a good luck in this job market getting placed into travel therapy jobs? They basically said that, you know, like I said, it's a tale of two markets. For PT, new grads, great time to travel. For OT, new grads, you can do it, but you cannot be too picky about settings or location. You have to be a little more, um, you know, flexible in terms of what you're willing to take. Whereas PT, new grads, you can really be a little bit more picky. Um, for SLPs, especially CF, uh, SLPs in their CF year, um, it's a good idea to take it in your school, in a school, and uh, there's a lot of schools that are willing to do that, whereas a lot of other settings aren't willing to take uh, SLPs in their CF year. We think it's better to take it in a school, if at all possible anyway, just because you would get a full nine months instead of like trying to split it into different clinics, which can be very difficult. Yep. Um, so again, it always just goes back to supply and demand because there is a lot of demand for PTs right now. There are a lot more clients that are willing to accept a new grad, whereas occupational therapists, because there's not quite as much demand, you are up against competition with the experienced occupational therapist. So that means that you may have to just be a bit more lenient. This goes for the same thing with the pay packages. So 
while you can make the same amount theoretically as a new grad, as a, an experienced therapist in travel jobs because the bill rate is the bill rate. They're posting it out there and they're saying, we're going to pay this much regardless of whether you have experience or not. While that is the case, they still have an opportunity to have wiggle room there, right? They could be like, well, we're going to take this experienced therapist over you at this rate. But then maybe if you were a new grad and your recruiter could submit you at a lower rate as a strategy to try to get you into that job maybe the facility would be like yeah we'll take you with less experience for less money yeah um it's not quite the same as it is for permanent jobs because they're not investing in you for the long term they just need you there to help them out short term so they might be willing to use a strategy like that so all of that to say maybe use that to your advantage but just know that yes there are some of these 2000 plus jobs out there but as a new grad you may or may not be as competitive for those high paying jobs and this even goes for our new grad PTs yeah. just because there are 2500 plus jobs out there that's those are the ones that all the experienced PTs are going for so you may not get them so just keep that in mind and in terms of new grad um, codas PTAs probably not a great time to be honest you should probably get some experience especially for CODAs, I would not, as a new grad CODA, I would not recommend traveling with the cost of living, with how much rent is, um, and so much competition, so pay rates aren't great. It's just not a good time. I would get some experience first so that you can be more competitive for those higher paying jobs. Same really goes for PTAs. You have, you'll have a little bit better time as a PTA than a CODA, but it's still gonna be hard to find any decent paying jobs as a new grad uh, PTA. It's better to get some experience. Yeah. Um, we've already alluded to this. Our next section was about PTA and CODA. PTA is fairly strong, especially in skilled nursing, and especially if you have a couple different state licenses, you can really stay consistently employed as a traveling PTA, as long as you're just a little bit flexible on setting and or um, location, but your, your highest demand there is gonna be skilled nursing. We do talk to some PTAs that prefer outpatient or prefer home health or hospital. You can sometimes find PTA jobs in those other settings, but by and large, a lot of your travel PTA jobs are gonna be in school nursing. Yep. CODAs, the job market is just so slow right now. A lot of those are gonna be in SNFs or schools, um, but there's just not a lot of jobs in the whole country. Some of, these, some of these companies only have 10 in all 50 states. And so then you would have to be extremely flexible and extremely willing to go to any of the locations where the jobs are. And you'd have to have several licenses and there would be a high risk of cancellation yeah. because of supply and demand. If they have a lot of um, CODAs applying for these jobs, well, it's way more likely, even if they have an opening right now for a traveler, that could get filled very quickly by a permanent CODA coming to apply for that job and you may get kicked out. And that's not good for your job stability. That's not good for your bottom line. You risk losing out on money. Um, so it's just, it's not a very stable time to be a traveling CODA, unless you're somebody who's a CODA who's been traveling for a while, you already understand the whole process. You have lots of licenses already. Um, if you're somebody who's a new um, CODA trying to get into travel therapy, it's just not really a great time right now, unfortunately. All right, we're gonna try to speed through these last couple things because I know this is getting long and we still have to do questions. So the next thing they asked about were- Also Whitney's phone's about to die, so. COVID policies. Um, fortunately, COVID policies just don't seem to be much of an issue anymore. They're really hardly bringing it up anymore. For a while, this was a big deal because we had some people asking us um, if they didn't have the vaccine or if they didn't have the booster, are they going to be able to get a travel job? It seems to not be much of an issue anymore. Yeah. Whitney started two PRN jobs uh, two weeks ago, and neither of them even asked about vaccines. So. Yeah. It is definitely not an issue anymore. Yeah, so don't worry if you, whether you have the vaccine, don't have the vaccine, have the booster, don't have the booster, it doesn't seem to be a big deal. Um, for most clients, it's not gonna stop you from traveling. Okay, um, general insights to wrap up here. Very steady, expecting a good year next year. Not as many really high paying jobs, but still a lot of good paying jobs. Yep, um, and just a lot of reiterating kind of what we said as far as like, the end of the year, if you can try to go ahead and get booked into a job now, that's gonna be a lot better. What All are right. we doing battery-wise, Jared? 7%. We're, All we're right, good. we're, we're living life it. on the edge right now. We got 7%, so we'll try to wrap up here before my phone dies. Wow. Um, I think so we have a lot of comments. Thank you guys so much for all of your engagement and comments. We'll try to quickly go through any questions that you have. If for some reason we run out of time or battery, we will message you afterwards directly to answer your questions. Um, hi, Nick, thanks for your feedback. Allie says that OT really hasn't been great since 2019, except for sniff in schools. Yes, that's pretty much true. 
Yep. All right, let's see here. Also, if you're still watching, we appreciate you. If you would hit that thumbs up button, we would really appreciate it. And again, just leave any questions or comments that you have. Uh, Nick says 22,000 PDs quit during COVID. Um, just had a meeting at his current job talking about that and how PT school admissions are going down. Um, that will help keep rates uh, I can't for remember. a long time. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens over the next like five years with admissions and the number of PTs coming out and all that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but wow, 22,000, that's a big number. We've seen permanent rates in our area go up as well. So I think some of those people dropping out of the market has, has made a difference. Peru, who just recently had a baby, said that Wes and I are going to be hopping back into travel therapy with baby in tow in a few weeks. Wish us luck. That's that awesome. is so exciting. Congratulations, you guys. Yeah. Um, we know just more and more people that are talking about taking a baby on the road or traveling with their kids. We're hearing from more and more people. Let us know um, how it goes. Um, uh, that's really cool to hear because there's a lot of people that are in that same position. They're thinking about having kids and they're nervous about it and if they'll still be able to travel. Yeah, and we've, I mean, we've thought about it before. We don't know what life's gonna look like in the next couple of years, so we'll see. All right, Joel says, I'm taking two months off from mid-December to mid-February, but I already locked in my six-month contract for next February through August. That's Perfect. awesome. Yeah. And Joel, for context, is a PT with a lot of experience and a lot of times you have this flexibility to do those kind of things. Yep. Sean says, I'm sorry if I'm late and it was discussed already, but I have talked to many recruiters. They said that OT travel jobs are declining. Do you think it will pick up? I'm looking to start mid-February when my lease is up. Yes, uh, we talked about that a little bit. Um, jobs are definitely down for OTs. Uh, in terms of it picking up, uh, it's hard to say. Um, I would say at this point, we've been expecting it to pick up for like a year and it hasn't. So that, with that being said, I would not say that there's that you can't travel as an OT or that you shouldn't do it. There's still a lot of jobs. It's just not as easy as it was um, four years ago. Yeah, so I, I would definitely say, where's the battery? Um, I would definitely say it's still a fine time to be an OT. You just need to keep in mind the supply and demand and just maybe be a little bit more flexible on location and setting. Um, but it's still a fine time to travel as an OT. Okie dokie. Yep, and then Peru also commented about the OT market. Thank you for following up on that. Let's see if anybody else has any questions that we can answer for you. Joel says he remembers one contract at one point for PT was 4,200 a week. That's crazy. I don't for six months. I don't remember seeing 4,000 ones, but. Joel got in in the glory days for sure. He started at like the perfect time, I would say. Yeah. All right, let's see. A bunch of you guys hopped on here. Thanks for joining. Um, Juan wants to know, are there more opportunities for bilingual PTs? Um, Juan, I think it really just depends on the area. I definitely think that's a very important skill set that you can market depending on the area. Definitely, um, you know, maybe California, maybe Texas, certain areas where they might have more need for your bilingual abilities, but definitely makes you more marketable in some settings yeah. and definitely can leverage that. If there's multiple applicants for the same job, all else being equal, I would say a facility is going to take a bilingual therapist over someone that only speaks one language. Steven, who is an OT, a traveling OT, says, I was at a SNF um, that was just bought out by Select. I moved back home to restore my tax home and restart paying shared expenses after my tax consult for buildings as the only permanent OT, 60 to 80 person caseload at a time. That's crazy. That's crazy. I would uh, would not want to be in that position. Let's see. Job was okay. I've made two thousand gross. Cost of living was high. Yeah. So I don't know. There there are still some good opportunities out there for OT. You just kind of have to look for them. Yep. Jared says, "Have you heard anything about the blackout period for physical therapy licensing in Arizona?" No. No, tell us more, Jared. I haven't heard anything about that. Blackout period. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. There was a while there where Arizona was having issues like taking the compact license, but I haven't heard anything about that recently. It seemed like that was better now. Regarding Juan's question about bilingual, Joel says in his experience, yes. I'm at an acute and outpatient hospital setting right now where a third of the patients are Spanish speaking. And I believe, Joel, you do a lot of contracts in California, right? So I think that would be a lot more prevalent there. 
Um, but definitely a very marketable skill to have and you definitely would want to use that to your advantage. And who knows, maybe you could do better with like getting higher pay or getting beating out some of the competition. If you're taking jobs, any, any border state, you're gonna be uh, at a significant advantage over someone that only speaks English for sure. So um, Southern California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Florida, any of those states, um, they're gonna have, they're gonna treat you better. They're gonna be willing to hire you as a bilingual PT. Jared says regarding this blackout period in Arizona, they are not accepting any license applications for at least three more weeks. I wonder if maybe they have like a staffing issue or hmm. if it has, you know, it doesn't make sense because it's not quite holidays yet. Three weeks from now, we're going to be at Thanksgiving. So I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I would imagine it has something to do with their staff. Um, I've never heard anything about that before. Like, I don't think it's like an annual thing or anything like that. No. So it must just be some kind of thing they're going through right now. So that's a huge bummer, but good to know. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, those licensing departments in some states can be a disaster. We've, uh, we've run into that a few different times trying to get licensed where either they're extremely unresponsive, they're not helpful at all. Um, so they, they often have staffing issues. Yeah. Um, that could be what it is. Yeah. All right, so I think that's all the questions for now. If you guys have any more questions, whether you're watching now or on the replay, you can always just send us a private message on Facebook, Instagram, send us an email through our website. We'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. If you are thinking about getting into travel therapy for the first time, please reach out to us. We'd love to help. We can get you connected with some recruiters that can help you with your job search. Even if you're a permanent therapist, um, you know, like Peru or someone, or not permanent therapist, a current travel therapist, who just needs to switch it up and is looking for a new recruiter, let us know, we'd be happy to help. Um, if you wanna explore a different company or you're getting back into it and you haven't been in travel therapy in a while, we can help out. But um, yeah, overall, it's, it's a decent time to be a travel therapist. It's a great time if you're a PT. It's pretty good if you're an SLP. Not too bad if you're an OT, you just have to be a little flexible. Same for PTA. Unfortunately, not a great time for our CODA friends out there. Um, doesn't mean you can't do it, just means you're gonna face more challenges than the other uh, disciplines. Yep. All right. So thanks everybody for watching. If you have any questions or comments, you can always leave those on the video later or send us an email. Um, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, we'll probably do another one of these job market updates, maybe mid January or late January to, you know, fill everybody in on how that job low at the beginning of the year went and, uh, you know, see what the, what the prospects are for the rest of 2024 at that time. Yep. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening and just reach out if you have any questions. Take care everyone. Bye. Bye.